one. Welcome back to Dope as Fuck Goddesses. Welcome back. We're starting season two. Yes, season two. Finally. We're seasoned podcasters now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Can you believe it's season two? Oh my gosh. We even like planned out the whole season this time. We have like an outline. Look at us. Look at us. Professional podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) We're still going to go with the flow of things. You know, make it fun. Mm -hmm. But it is nice to plan. To have to find out, that was exciting. Mm hmm. I agree. It felt fulfilling, didn't it? A little bit. I was like, you know, this is really good. This feels good. And it went, yeah. it just went. It, it did. Good. It was just mm-hmm. a conversation we had. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh, we've planned 10 to 12 episodes. <laughs> Look at us being super grown. Being dope as fuck. Being dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what have you been up to? Because we've been, we've been um yeah for a few months yeah since may since may wow yes so it was a long hot summer in memphis tennessee (laughs) (laughs) summers but it was pretty dope as fuck i went to california Mm -hmm. nice and you there I went and saw D of Ganja Yoga and we did like a business meeting trip. So by day we would do like business planning and then we would go like hang out at the farmer's market and she took me to the Redwood Forest and we hung out at the beach one day. She lives in San Francisco. I love San Francisco. Mm, That's my first time there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. For there a couple times, but the last time I was there, I got to visit the Redwood Forest for the first time. In that forest, oh my gosh, is a whole nother world. Yes, yes. So I'm oh. a tree hugger. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm a witch <laughs> who loves to like touch everything in the forest. And I guess, yeah. like, of course, I paid an admission, and everywhere around me it said like monument, but my pothead I guess wasn't registering Mm -hmm. that like the reason you're not supposed to just like gallop off into the forest is because it is a national monument like it's like you're not supposed to touch it to preserve it like there's certain Mm -hmm. trees right that that are touchable because they're in the walkway Mm -hmm. but yeah like then I got to the end like we went through this whole hike I think they said we went up 12,000 feet and then back down Oh, wow. Beautiful. And I loved it. And it was so like physically invigorating. But then at the very end, we were leaving and I was like, oh, it's like a monument (laughs) that they want to preserve. So at the end, that's that's when it clicked. Well, yeah. And my my friends kept being like, oh, no, no, we can't hop. We can't hop the fence and go touch all the trees. And I was like, this is the forest. (laughs) (laughs) And so I kept like, I mean, again, I was probably high. It's California, whatever. But I, I was just like, I don't understand the whole time we were hiking. They were like being so protective of of staying on the path. 
And I was so like, what you do like a it. tour? You had like a tour guide? Is that what it was? She did? No, no, no. It was like her friends who hike it often. So she had, there was four of us went together. It was me and Dee and then her two friends that lived there. Mm-hmm. And so one of her friends was like there every weekend. She just goes and she hikes it for like her Saturday workout. Gotcha. And and so she's like very familiar with it. And me, I just kept wanting to be like, oh, can we hop this little barrier and go over there and sit under the trees? And they were like, no, no, we cannot hop the barrier. And I was like, why? We're just on a hiking trail, right? Mm-hmm. But then I got, because <laughs> I thought we're just like hiking in the woods. <laughs> this is not Shelby Forest, okay? This is not Shelby Forest, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I got to the end and it just kind of clicked. Like I had just spent like three hours or something with them in the woods. And then I was just like, it was, we were coming back down and we we're coming back out. And I saw so much like information about preserving the trees and preserving the forest. I was like, oh, like a light wow. that I was like, I felt like an idiot, but, but it was a wonderful trip. Like, you know, I got to eat like fancy California food and, you know, mm-hmm. fresh vegetables and just, she lived or she's moved now, but when, where she was living, when I went to go visit her, it's just like a quiet little I don't know, boutique city, you know, there's like a a grocery store to walk to and a farmer's market, but there's not like, you know, big city corporations everywhere you look. That sounds nice. It was really nice. That Mm -hmm. was dope as fuck. It was dope as fuck. It was dope as fuck. Well, I definitely touched the redwood trees when I was there. So, yeah, I mean... I was, I couldn't <laughs> help, I couldn't help it. I mean, breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah, this happened. <laughs> like How can I said, you... there were some, yeah, there were some that they let us touch, but. Okay. Well, cool. What Let's about see. you? How was your summer? Uh, my summer was good. Um, gosh, I had a month of travel in July. I went to Austin to visit my oh, mom. Yes. That was a good trip um, that ended abruptly, mm-hmm. but it was still a very good trip. My mom and I connected in a different way that we that we had not connected in previously. Mm. And then I went to the beach. You know, I missed the beach last show. Every year, it's my godson's family, my soul sister, Bess, mm-hmm. um, and they have a, her family has a beach house in nice. Gulf Shores. Nice. And so it, we started a tradition where every year I come with them one of the weeks that they're there and we spend some time at the beach. And I missed last year because of COVID. Oh, yeah. So I, oh, that beach trip was amazing. It was so amazing. I enjoyed every last bit of it. And this time actually was the first time that I was there without my godson. So I did miss him a little bit, but yeah, it was a wonderful trip oh, um, a solo bitch beach trip I would just be like laid out naked <laughs> under the moon on the sand yeah. that sounds yeah. glorious I know right I love the beach and I love the water there's something that's just so soothing and calming but yet also very powerful and unknown you know I've been I've been doing a little bit of studies in the Olokun which mm. is one of the um I guess I could use the word deities. I don't really like using the word deities, but yeah. it's deities in, in our lineage, in my culture, in my specific tribe. Um, we 
worship Olokun or respect Olokun and tap into Olokun. And yeah. the Olokun is the ocean. It's like the vast depth of the sea, the ocean that it just goes deep. You don't know how deep yeah. it goes, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. deep darkness and it's very powerful. It can overtake you. So I was, I was there at the water and I was thinking about Olokun and connecting and feeling grand and small at the same time, feeling very mm. powerful and also very reverent at the same time. It was, yeah. that's how dolphins, I got very close to some dolphins. Ah! Ooh, yeah. Yes, it was very dope, very dope. Oh, I love that. Like that feeling when you're sitting next to the ocean where you're simultaneously feeling like you're a drop in the ocean and the ocean you know it's like mm-hmm. like what you said like I just feel like so tiny and like insignificant but also I feel so expansive and vast and yes. powerful yes oh it's amazing I it. yeah I need a beach trip Mhm. Mm-hmm. yeah I can't wait till next year yeah I'm gonna be right back there again yeah <laughs> yep 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 so this episode we wanted to touch a little bit on platonic intimacy Mm -hmm. yeah the kind of intimacy that's much needed and most ignored I feel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have to admit it's the first time that I ever really put those two words together Mm. you know Yeah, I don't, I feel like, sorry. No, I just think those words together makes it like, intimacy should just be intimacy. Like we shouldn't have platonic or romantic intimacy, but we live in this black and white world where we're trying to navigate and give those kind of like labels to these gray areas. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's almost like, even putting those two words together, people are like, oh, well, why do we have to specify platonic intimacy? And it's like, because there's so many times that it gets skewed. Like, there's so many times where those lines and those boundaries and those barriers get blurred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I know that for me personally, sometimes it's been really difficult to, now I'm talking about the opposite sex now. Yeah. Where you know, I desire a platonic relationship with the opposite sex mm-hmm. and um, it, it, nine times out of 10, yeah, it turns into something else. Exactly. <laughs> Not platonic. And I'd be like, oh, damn. It is so oh. difficult because we crave that. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. same sex and opposite sex. Like, same yes, sex we love and have had and have tried to have those kind of relationships in the past and would love to have like you know be able to have a masculine best friend who is not sexually interested you know that it stays that platonic intimacy mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. you know te- television and society and everything we read and all the romantic novels and all the romantic like movies are like guys and girls can't be friends and then also it's the other way where it's like it shows women being more catty and in competition with each other it's put in our face that like 
women are not intimate with each other. They are competition. And it's, it's either competition or let full out lesbian porno sex. You know what I mean? Like there's no in between. Right. You know, we were reflecting on our ancestors and the way that, you know, when we lived off of the land, when we were living in tribal communities, when we were living in, you know, close knit divine feminine matriarch lifestyles, you know, living thousands and thousands of years ago, it was different. Very different. I think it was different because we had to rely on each other Mm -hmm. more heavily. And there wasn't as much competition. (laughs) We would just share the men. We were like, what? What do you mean competition? (laughs) We both get pregnant. (laughs) It doesn't matter. And we'll help each other. Help each other raise these babies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And braid each other's hair and cook each other's meals and rub each other's backs. And it doesn't have to be you know, sexual doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be, oh, I'm trying to fuck you because I want to play with your hair and feed you grapes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So to you, what does it, what does it really mean? What does that really mean to you? Platonic intimacy, truly. I mean, it's that like soul level of like, soulmates because friends can be soulmates and so for me it's about the way that we can like open up to each other about our pains or our expectations or our past traumas um how we can be authentically ourselves without feeling judged or shamed or you know we can ask each other those deep questions or talk about taboo things where it's not um you know, shunned, I guess is the best word. And also talking about love languages, my love language is touch. And I think it's not about how, when, when that's your love language, that's still how you want to talk to your friends even. So it's like, yes, I want to talk to my lovers with my love language as touch. But then also, you know, for me, I crave that intimacy in a touch way from you know, my best friend or my group of gals or my witchy coven. Like I want to hug. I want to, you know, braid each other's hair and rub each other's feet and, you know, oil each other up. Like it doesn't have to be what, you know, Pornhub tells us it is. <laughs> Not Pornhub. Hell no. Nah. I wouldn't <laughs> care people go there. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know as soon as somebody starts talking like that you know there's a whole society out there that's like oh uh-huh uh-huh exactly and that's like no. no put on the brakes on that like let us hold each other in these intimate ways without being mm-hmm. yeah i've been on both sides of it so to go back to your question about like what it means for me is like you know, I've been the person where I was reading the room wrong and was like, oh, I I thought you were flirting with me. And then I've been the person on the other side where I'm like, wait, the, like, no, I did not want this. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just trying to be intimate with you on a platonic level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I agree with, you know, what you're saying and how it means, what it means to you. You know, I feel... I feel similarly in that way. I also feel like 
um, it's a bond. And I think this plays into the whole soulmate thing, but there's a certain bond that I feel like develops as a result of being willing to be intimate mm-hmm. with somebody in that type of way mm-hmm. that I think can even run much deeper sometimes than a romantic connection with somebody, you know, because yeah. I feel like those platonic relationships that are just that close can be a place for you to put your armor down. Mm, yes. Yeah. You know, and share in a way where you can trust, trust yourself, trust that person, feel like that person, that relationship can withstand the time, the, 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 what's the phrase, the test of time or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, something that and the has- vulnerability the vulnerability scares so many people off yeah and it is scary because Mm -hmm. then I'm I'm it's like I'm revealing myself as unmasked Mm -hmm. right like you said taking off the armor and being taking off the armor and I guess I said that exposed (laughs) exposed that's the word yeah that's what I was looking for exposed exposed yeah and I think that there is such a difficulty with that, you know, and, and just even on the outside looking in, <laughs> I have, I have a few platonic intimate, intimate relationships. And I have one, one of them, um, there is this closeness where, you know, I have offered to cuddle, you know, because yeah. she felt restless. She had a, mm. an event that she had did and, you know, she had ex- exerted all this energy that night in the event. And, um, you know, we decided we got a hotel and it's just like, okay, I see you at your rest. I'm going to, you want me to color you or, you know, share in your secrets or hold hands and that type of thing. And I have been asked on more than one occasion, oh, are y'all fucking? Yeah. No. Why? Right. Why do we have to be? Mm-hmm. doing that and to be in this type of close relationship mm-hmm. when it's just oh, such a beautiful her. thing it's, it's just so, such a beautiful it's, thing it's such a beautiful thing and it's so healing as a woman uh-huh. so growing up I'm, I'm going a little off track but no my, my my mother whom I love dearly mm-hmm. and I feel like there are probably other people who can resonate and relate to this where there's an elder woman, let's just say elder woman, I mean, you know, that, that informs you about difficult relations with women, you know, oh, you mm-hmm. can't trust other women, mm-hmm. you know, blood is thicker than water, you can't trust friends, right, watch right. your back, all of this, and has a negative relationship with women. Yep. And I, for years, years ago, I just told myself, I said, no, but it doesn't, I don't see why it has to be this way. And right. I am going to work at what I need to do for myself and with myself to be able to have healthy relationships with women. Right. And have sisterhoods and have a soulmate as a, as a a female soulmate and a sister wife and whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's been so healing. And I also feel like it's, it will, my action is influencing generations in front of me. Mm Mm-hmm. 
in our lineage, in our line to shift the pers- to shift the consciousness mm-hmm. on yeah. relationships in that way. Exactly. And, like and having weird. friendship. Yeah. yeah. We have to walk that path to be able to pass it down or to be able to change the paradigm or to shift us into this new paradigm. Like, yeah. Yes. So. Mm. I love I that. Uh huh. The I think the platonic having this discussion is is I think important. Mm-hmm. You know, in because all, in all the spaces, yeah, in all, in all of the, the groups, yeah. Again, whether like no matter what the gender is of the person that we're trying to have this platonic intimacy with, I feel like the conversation needs to grow outside of like how society views intimacy. Again, is that like black and white scale? I mean. Um, it's just like I think one of the things I brought up when we were talking about this was that like they've really kind of put the softness and the like sensualness of women on this like back burner like cover it up put it away I feel like we used to be matriarchal we used to be goddess worshiping right we find all of these Mm -hmm. like paleolithic um symbols and like statues and like carvings of like voluptuous women with like huge breasts and round bellies you know like we see yes goddesses who are like big huge like full of like soft roundness and when you know they started invading and colonizing is when we started seeing a lot more like frigid covered up women not you know beautiful and voluptuous on all fronts right there's some paintings Mm -hmm. or there's some artworks we can find you know that that are like oh wow you know like this woman is portrayed in a beautiful light but it was more like oh no 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 cover up don't breastfeed in public don't be a beautiful goddess dancing in the street don't you know spread your feminine softness all over the world it was very much like no 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 keep that quiet keep that under wraps like society has really like stamped down our intimacy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've gotten like further apart rather than closer together right mm-hmm. and I there's and I it's like what is the fear there because why why stamp it down why shift it you know it feels like there's some fear there and when I think about it it's like okay if there's some fear there because that in my mind it has to be on a a societal level some fear of that feminine softness right that you that you're speaking of and what comes to mind for me is the powerfulness of it Mm -hmm. yeah right because I feel like as women when we when we are in our softness, I feel like we can move mountains. Yes. We can be like so you, influential. Mm-hmm. It was like you said earlier about we heal. So we're more we whole. We're yeah. literally healing the wounds and healing the holes. And so we are holy ourselves. We are tapping into that, you know, wealth, that well of you know divine cosmic feminism 
and it literally just feeds our magic it just feeds our power it just feeds like our manifestation skills our skills Mm -hmm. to be patient and to be beautiful and to be radiant and to be happy you know like yeah yeah I mean the whole point of you know burning the witches and shaming the sluts and saying feminism is bad was to get us to sit down and be quiet Right, because if the women gather, oh yeah, yes, the and, women and gather, gather in their intimacy, like they gather, and then they're also having those vulnerable conversations, healing those parts of themselves that hurt, standing in their power, feeling full of, you know, mm-hmm. goddess. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. influencing each other to shift and change and influence our world around us. Yeah, they don't want us to do that. No. They have you never know, wanted us to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As long as time has existed. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about like there's women out there that a lot of my movement is sometimes through inspiration from other women. You know, I'm inspired by the women that are close to me. I am motivated by the women that are close to me. I am, you know, uplifted by the women that are close to me. Yeah. I gain energy from the women that are close to me. And through that, then I come and I present myself to the rest of the world with all of this inspiration, motivation, encouragement, upliftment. Right. Right. And so and I, I come with so much more power as a result yes. of that intimacy. Yes. Yes. And it's like how I always teach in my full moon rituals or when I'm in a gathering of whether it's three of us or 20 of us, you know, like mm-hmm. I, my wishes, my manifestations, my dreams of the future, my power is amplified by your presence and your well wishes and your vibrations within my space. And yes. then I tell you what I'm hoping for my future. You tell me what you're hoping for your future. I'm amplifying your dreams. You're amplifying my power. So-and-so over there is amplifying both of us. We're amplifying that one. Like, I mean, it's that ripple, right? It's that like mm-hmm. one drop just keeps going and going and going and going. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's so unfortunate that our society has gotten to be yeah. a place where when women are intimate, they immediately go to sex of some sexual yes. nature, you know, and yes. question that and, and, you know. The male gaze. The, the oh, not yeah. all right, not all men, <laughs> but the male gaze has made us that way. Like I said, you know, I name dropped the the site earlier. You know, it's just it it has been ingrained in us that it's either we hate each other because we want the same man, or we're secretly fucking behind their backs. There's no in between, right? And it's not conducive to what we're trying to create in this new Aquarian age paradigm Mm-mm. it's divisive you know mm-hmm. yeah that age old love triangle bullshit like she wants my man so I have to hate her mm. or she's doing the work that I want to do so I exactly. have to hate her exactly you know, or, or the jealousy right 
little yeah, jealousy, or she, you know, or she's yeah. big and beautiful and powerful and confident and radiant. And so like, I want her to dull her shine so that I'm more comfortable. And completely missing the opportunity of the very real truth that there is power in togetherness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's dope as fuck to be in a big group of powerful bitches. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, another thing too, when I think about platonic intimacy is, you know, for somebody, for anybody who's gone through some sort of like trauma as it relates mm-hmm. to another person or betrayal, let me not, let me not use the yeah. word trauma. Let me say yes. betrayal. I like that word better. Yeah. Yes. So let's say betrayal. If you if you've gone through betrayal, whether it is, you know, in friendship or even in romantic, yeah, I feel like the platonic intimacy provides an opportunity to take baby steps towards building that trust in other people. Yes. Yes, I can speak to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <sighs> yeah, because when you have your boundaries like you said, betrayed, that's the best word I could think for it. I mean, when, when your boundaries are completely ignored, you know, it is hard to, to know without having clear discussions, like who, okay, are, are we just being intimate? Are we just holding hands as friends or should I read more into this? Because last time I didn't read more into it, I was blindsided and betrayed, you know, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like, and then when we set those clear boundaries, like this is my boundary for our friendship, or this is my boundary for our relationship, like, and then those are completely ignored by people. You think, I mean, on naturally, all of us think that the next person is going to do the same thing, right? Yeah. And instead of letting the wall down and taking off the armor and being exposed, like we talked about, instead of finding that place of power within the sisterhood. We completely close off and we don't trust anybody. And we think that everyone is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 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 And I think we were talking about like how oversharing, like that fear of oversharing with women, right? Like how many of us are, are comfortable talking to our girlfriends about discharge or, you know, something weird <laughs> that happened during sex or our desires. Yes, yes, yes. Or even like the sexual fantasies, like being able yeah, to be funny. intimate about our sexual life and our sexual fantasies with our platonic friends without it being something weird, weird or something shamed or something or sh- frowned yes. upon or, oh, oh you're a weirdo God. or you're a freak. Shame, the shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot stand that. I cannot I know. stand that. I cannot stand, you know, I, now I'm, me personally like I consider myself to be quite unconventional I think most people probably say that I am unconventional in a lot of ways right and as a result of you know I have in instances kind of shared myself with those with with people about you know being authentic about who I really am and there's been times when it's come back to bite me in the ass or Mm -hmm. I have walked away feeling shame for yeah. who I am or or my freedom or the way that I think about certain things, especially when it relates to like 
sex. I mean, I'm just gonna put it out there, especially oh, yeah. when you're like sex and, and and that type of thing, you know. Right. And sometimes it just gets so that shame. I wish. Yes. yes. I wish yeah. we would stop shaming each other. That shame mm. is such a soul killer. It is. It's a soul killer. I'm on yeah. my soap now. I hate that <laughs> shit. Yeah. I know. I know. You know, I think, I don't think that it's one of the things that dope as fuck goddesses is really um, on a mission to get rid of is the shame surrounding most of the conversations we have. Like, being yeah. intimate is dope as fuck. The only I'm way to tell be... you different. Period. I, I like, yeah. I, and, and the thing about it is like, me I can and I feel you can we know how to deal with shame you know when we when we when we are presented with that you know we know we have the tools yes and we know how to work with it and shift it and change it but we there are probably people out there who don't right you know and it's like I just yeah most Mm -hmm. and it's so um it's like it's like I consider I, I think of shame as like the um how would I put it? Gas, like the poisonous gas that you can't see or smell. Yes. Oh it's like, there. you you sense yeah. it and you feel it, but you can't you until you know it, you don't know how to name it, but you just but you're so influenced by it. Right. You know? Oh. And I and I just it's like I just silent quit. killer. It's this. It truly let people be who I, I let people who be who they are. You know, right. it's easy for me to be like, I'm not going to be shamed for holding my girl, my 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 friend's mm-hmm. hand, right. you know, or 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 kissing, you know, my soulmate, my sister's soulmate on the cheek, right. hello and goodbye. You know, right. That's just love, man. It's just love, and let me tell you, I, I just, I just. I wish people would just stop shaming. Let people be who they are. You see how the person is, mm-hmm. you know? And if you don't like it, just walk away. Go don't the have other direction. to shame them for <laughs> I it. I know. For being exactly who they are. And that, w- there are certain exceptions. I mean, for me, if you are a perpetrator, um, you, yeah. and get, you get no love for me because someone. now you're violating. Exactly. But if it's a friend who says, hey, I have this kink, you know what I'm saying? Them, you don't have to do it with them. Are you, you, <laughs> you know? I just want to talk about it. <laughs> I just want to talk about it because we are in a friendship and I, the expectation of the friendship is I am able to express with you my yeah. deep, my, my authentic self and my deep self, you know? And I think that, you know, to kind of bring this around to kind of wrap it up, I think the most important part is that we advocate for ourselves during those intimate moments, you know, like mm-hmm. speaking up and I mean, using our voice to speak up and to speak our boundaries and to speak our expectations, but then also being the other side of it being a good listener to our friends who are, you know, like we're, we're in this platonic intimacy with like, yeah. I mean, embodying the intimacy that we want to invite into our spaces, like being, the divine feminine in our flow, in our intimacy, you know, again, my love language is touch. So being able to touch and love and kiss and hold hands and hug my friends and play with their hair and, and to be able to tell them like, 
I'm craving platonic intimacy. I do not mm-hmm. expect any romantic, you know, return. I just want to be able to be platonically intimate with you. Right. That's a hard conversation. Yeah. I mean, like, that's hard for me to say, even saying it to you on this podcast. It's so hard <laughs> for me to say to friends, you know, to people. Like, I'm craving platonic intimacy. Can we please just cuddle puddle without it being weird? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that. You know, when I asked my 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 friend if she needed to cuddle, it took me probably like an hour oh, wow. to yeah. gain up the because she just kept rolling and on the bed, just kept rolling and tossing and turning. And I just, in my mind, I kept saying, okay, what is she going to think if I say, do you want to cuddle? Is she going to think that I'm weird? Is she going to think that I want her? Is she going to think that I'm, that it, all of this, you know, like yeah. all in my mind before I finally just said, you know, forget it. Yeah. I'm just going to ask because damn, I can't even sleep right now because you restless. Right. <laughs> and I just want to make sure that you're okay. And just, yeah, yeah. I want both of us to sleep. And I want to make sure that you're okay. And this is my expression of sharing with you that I, I'm desiring for your, for your, for your wellness right now in this moment. And that is hard. It's hard to like express. It's hard. It's hard to, to get up the courage to tell somebody or Mm -hmm. ask somebody that you're friends, that you're friends with to deepen in that way, deepen the relationship in that way. excuse me yes yeah I totally agree with you advocating for yourself I think talking about the boundaries I think talking about expectations Mm -hmm. in the friendship you know um having those honest conversations about you know this is how I felt when if like we had some sort of disagreement you know I think that those also important when you have a disagreement you know within your friendship how do you handle it am I gonna have am I gonna feel like you're going to abandon me. Right. You know, or are you going to be there for me? And I think that speaking up and talking about it helps to forge the nature of the relationship in that direction. If both parties are willing. Right. Just like a relationship, you're either going to grow together or you're going to grow apart. Right. And so being able to say, you know, I had expectations or my boundaries were ignored yeah, open and honest conversation is like the key to everything. <laughs> and you know, if that person doesn't receive you in your mm-hmm. intimacy, now this is me going out there into the ethers. But you know, if that person doesn't right. receive you, then that probably that person probably isn't who you need to be that close with, you know? Exactly. And if you don't have somebody out there in your in your life that you have this closeness with and you're desiring to be close then I would also encourage to put it out there make an intention make you know tap into some manifestation work and visualize yourself in an intimate relationship and begin doing behaviors in the way that you I think you actually did say this a while ago you be that you know and you may not you may not even have to be that with somebody else that you have right now in your life, if you want to have sometimes, and this is going to sound silly, like you can imagine here I am, I'm watching this show. And then you visualize yourself watching this show and cuddling with this platonic friend that you're mm-hmm. trying to bring into your life, you yeah. know, and doing those type of visualizations. If, if you don't have somebody that you can really be that with right now, 
you know, exactly. you can call it into your life in a good way and it'll come, you know, I called for sisterhood a few years ago when I first, not when I first moved to Memphis, but maybe like a couple years after I moved to Memphis, I was really dealing with a lot of racial shit. Yes. I'm putting it mm-hmm, out there, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, how the hell am I a black woman in Memphis? And all these white motherfuckers is all around me. No offense, but yeah, that's the truth. And so I had to call it in and I, right. I prayed, I prayed in my own special way of prayer, which is really meditating and putting an intention out there and writing it down and seeing it off to source asking for sisterhood. Right. And that's what I got. And it came, it came. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it'll come, you put it out there. It'll come. It may not come in the way that you think or how quickly or yeah. whatever, but it'll be there for you if you do it with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like you said, and what I said after or before mm-hmm. that, whatever, embodying it, right? Embodying Inviting it, it yeah. into your space. Like, yeah, being, being as intimate as you want people to be. I mean, then your friends know what to expect from you. And again, you've already had the conversations of, you know, this is not me hitting on you. This is me being me. This is my platonic intimacy that I, you know, I'm just intimate with my friends and the right people will stick around because they love it. And the wrong people will leave because they're, you know, not ready for you or not right for you, or they'll only bring you down to their vibrations where Mm -hmm. it's not where you want to live. I've been, engrossed in this master class where um, she was talking about people who give us permission slips to stay stagnant. You know, the people who tell us, oh, well, that's really hard work. Or do you really want a master's degree? Or you're going to go back to college at your age? Or maybe you shouldn't switch jobs. You know, these kind of people who give us permission slips to stay the way that we are and to never grow, to never level up. They want us to live at the bottom with them in their vibration in you know it's not where we're meant to be Mm -hmm. we have to stop giving these people um we have to stop letting these people give us permission to stay where we are we don't we don't need their permission we need to grow we need to level up we need to be vibrating at our highest level and you know yeah like yeah that can look like platonic intimacy and just getting rid of the people who are giving you permission to stay where you are like I don't want that anymore right right yep yeah give yourself your own permission mm-hmm. yeah to do right now right now say, I give myself time. permission to be intimate yes intimate with my friends Yes, and be vulnerable <laughs> and heal my trust issues or and or have a full fulfilling relationship with some other human being that maybe I could never fathom. Yeah. But it's better than I could ever imagine, right? Yeah. It's so, coming. Anyway. We're manifesting. Yeah. It. We're bringing it in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Well, so, um, Anything Let's do what we know, right? Dope as fuck thing this week or something. Yeah. yeah. You wanna go first or you want me to? I already have a thing. Uh you already have one? Yes. Go ahead then. My dope as fuck thing is happening on Saturday. We're doing a winter oh. solstice. 
me and Ganja Yoga, D of Ganja Yoga, we're putting on a winter solstice event. I gathered 15 of my most beautiful witty friends, and they're teaching everything from yoga to journaling to tapping to a comedy sketch. We're going to have a sensual hoop performance. I mean, I like 15 different people are going on for 20 minutes, and I'm just giddy. <laughs> I'm like, that this is the dopest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Yes. So how can they get tickets for those who are listening? So if you're on Instagram, which most people are, go to at Ganja Yoga. Check out her links for her bio links. And you'll see uh, a link that says winter solstice event and you can buy tickets at her link. Awesome. Very dope. Very, very, very dope. dope. Yeah. So my dopest fuck thing is this month of December, I have ended 2021 with a bang. Yeah. Because I have had the most number of sessions in booking. Ooh. That I have had all year. Girl. I have been on fire and I'm loving it. I have um, started a program for women who are working through Yoni healing. You know, you have to you, yes. you commit with me for at least three months. Um, and I have some clients with that, which has been so beautiful and fulfilling i'm just i'm excited to do it i've been working with men more black men have been to see me and it has been i always thought that i would never work with men there was something i was like you know right but i have had several men come to me for energy healing sessions or reiki sessions and i have a breath work next week individual breath work session and i just am so touched and fulfilled and inspired by these men i feel so honored to be able to hold space for black men who are coming in and wanting to heal it is so profound to me to just be a witness to what is happening and i invite so much more black men to come and work with me it it i definitely desire to help to help you but I feel like honestly it's it's also part of my healing yeah to work with men mutually beneficial yeah mutually beneficial experience and I'm Mm -hmm. just so grateful um it's more than I could have I didn't even ask for it it just has been coming yeah it's been beautiful and I love it and I want more of it and so anyway um yeah, that's my dopest fuck. Uh, a sister is booked and busy. I love it. You are mm. a dopest fuck goddess. You are a dopest fuck goddess. And you are a dopest fuck goddess. <laughs> yeah. You are a dopest fuck goddess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, big things. Yeah, 2021 is almost over. I am really loving our lineup for this next season. And. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be amazing. So anybody listening, you know, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being dope as fuck. Listen to our next week's podcast because we are going to record and post again next week, right? Yes, absolutely. We're doing it. It's amazing. So, all right. So y'all have a dope as fuck rest of the week.
Bye.